Welcome back to Lent with St. Edith Stein. This is Rebecca, and I'm so glad to have you with us today. This podcast is brought to you by St. Edith Stein Co., so please be sure to check out our store at stedithsteinco.com. For the remainder of Lent, we're focusing on St. Edith's final work, The Science of the Cross, which details her meditations and thoughts on the writings of St. John of the Cross. So let's begin with a prayer that St. Edith wrote. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O my God, fill my soul with holy joy, courage, and strength to serve you. Enkindle your love in me, and then walk with me along the next stretch of road before me. I do not see very far ahead, but when I have arrived where the horizon now closes down, a new prospect will open before me, and I shall meet it with peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In her book, The Science of the Cross, St. Edith Stein wrote, God is in the inmost depth of the soul, and nothing that is in her is hidden from him. But no created spirit is capable by itself of entering this enclosed garden or of getting even a glimpse of it. St. Edith uses several metaphors to describe the inner workings of the soul, some of which, as she notes, can seem contradictory. For the sake of brevity and to help little souls such as myself, I'm going to describe it here using one of her metaphors in my own words. The human soul is like a castle that we build throughout our lives. At the center of the castle is the hearth, and that is where God dwells within us. As we pass through our life experiences, our castle grows larger. We add all sorts of rooms to this castle. We add rooms full of things that harm us, our fear of rejection, our desire for approval, our envy, our grudges. At the same time, we add rooms full of good things, our love for our families, our desire to help others, our determination, our loyalty. Most souls don't live at the hearth of the castle, close to God but instead we stay in the outer rooms. The thoughts of the heart, also known as the first movements of the soul, begin at the hearth where God lives. And this is also the center of the soul. But since we stay in the outer rooms, these first movements don't come to us pure. They pass through the maze we've built for ourselves and are altered by the time we become aware of them. And not all thoughts take the same path. They don't pass through the same rooms. Uh, For example, you may see a homeless man on the street with broken shoes. A movement arises in the hearth of the soul to help, but it passes through our suspicion, our greed, our selfishness. And by the time it reaches us, it has become disgust. Not all of our external observances make it to our hearth. If our castles are full of sensuality and satisfaction of the senses, we can block off the hearth of our soul, and things can't get into that place where God lives in us. If we live a life of self-satisfaction, we cut off our empathy. A life that is all about pleasing ourselves leaves us incapable of even considering making a sacrifice to help someone else. The part of our soul that lives in the hearth is our most authentic self. This is the part of the soul that the angels guard and demons fight to gain access to. This is the part of the soul that heaven and hell fight for. 
It is our innermost self, our pure self. It is who God meant for us to be. Before all of the heartache caused us to put up defenses, before seeking self-pleasure shrouded our empathy, and we build such a maze around it and stay as far away from it as we can. When we grow closer to God, we become more of ourselves. The closer we get to the hearth of our souls, the less our reactions and judgments are filtered by our sinful nature and our selfishness. And if we can get to that place where we abide in the hearth of our soul, then our actions and reactions will come from a place of purity. We will be united to the divine will. And we can easily discern our path forward Because we won't have to worry about the first movements of our souls being corrupted by all the sin and personal hang-ups that they have to move through to get to us. We'll be able to perceive them in a purer form. St. Edith writes that the question is answered once and for all by the one who is drawn by God himself into the soul's own inmost region and has surrendered there to the union of love. Nothing further is necessary than to allow God's Spirit to direct and lead, for the Spirit will distinctly urge him on, and he will always and everywhere be certain he is doing the right thing. I want to thank you again for joining me today, and please be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at St. Edith Stein Co. I hope that you'll continue to tune in as we reflect on the writings of St. Edith Stein throughout this Lenten season. May God bless you and may the saints be with you.